Good morning, family. Good morning, good morning. Welcome. If this is your first time here, you're very welcome. If you are a regular, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your host, D. Miller L. This is Moorish Kingdom Podcast. Welcome, family. We're starting off again. Strong. New week. Episode number 11. Go back and check out the previous episodes. All right. All right. So um, I want to begin by responding to uh, a good brother. One of the first tribesmen here with us. Uh, my brother Session L. Shout out to the brother. longtime supporter. Um, very good brother. Very good brother. Uh, he was asking, could uh, could we participate? Could the listening audience participate while we uh, are live here recording? And uh, unfortunately, this is a pre-recorded episode. These all are going to be pre-recorded. It allows for me to kind of step up my production game, which is what I really would like to do for you all. You know what I mean? That's That's definitely one of my goals. I want to go out and get my my uh, studio equipment up um maybe if we elevate the podcast to a visual we'll be able to do that you all know that uh we have on our other social media opportunities for the people to actually engage live with us you know what i'm saying so the way i envision it is is this way we have the podcast which stands alone right it stands alone from the podcast we can then start to engage certain aspects of the podcast in our sphinx chat right which is our social media that we control can't be taken down right got the finance and got the communication on lock again cannot be taken down and then we have our virtual space where we can actually get together you know what I mean? Kind of click up, group up in different ways. Uh, maybe we click up and group up around a game uh, like poker or Pictionary, right? Uh, some people like Sudoku or Tetris or crossword puzzles. So they'll kind of link up on that, right? There will be people that prefer to link up during the business expos once a month on the virtual space there will be people that you know want to get busy on the study group side of the game and they want to understand more about bitcoin and how to you know better grasp it and understand it and and prepare themselves for where where things are going as far as uh, humanity on a global level so that's that's how i envision uh this this whole thing right if i had to put it in perspective once again the podcast stands alone. It's the it's the obelisk, right, for the tribe. It's the obelisk. Then we have our actual, the Sphinx, the riddle of the Sphinx, right? <laughs> that's, our, that's our tribal chat, right, where we got control over our communication and our commerce. And then lastly is uh, the virtual space. This is kind of like where, you know, everyone can kind of get a feel for what it is that we do. 
right? It's kind of like um, the uh, the lobby, right? <laughs> it's the lobby. If if the Sphinx chat is the penthouse, if the Sphinx chat is the penthouse, then our virtual space is the lobby. All right. And then, of course, uh, we know that we also have Miller, Ellen's son. This is where you guys are likely to find us. We have Miller, Ellen's son on your major social media outlets. All right. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram under Miller, Ellen's son. This is how you're likely to get the links to join us on all the, the other stuff I just described. So, okay, I wanted to address that. Uh, Now ready to move forward. I got some more uh, updates for you guys and then we'll get into the episode. So I do expect to be inside of the uh, Bitcoin, the black Bitcoin billionaire clubhouse group uh, here soon. Uh, I believe my brother um, Bitcoin vegan, the good brother Justin is going to be interviewing uh, me on there. So we will uh, have that done, I believe, this week is what we're aiming for. You, you all know uh, if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. So uh, let's let's prep for that as well. But we're we're shooting for this week to be on the clubhouse. So I'll let you guys know if I have some advance notice. Maybe you're on clubhouse and you want to be there. So I'll make sure I provide that information. Once again, it's called um, Black Bitcoin Billionaire on clubhouse i believe that's uh run by the brother lamar good brother and another good brother uh by the name of um huh uh actually uh actually this is a previous member um wow the brother's name escapes my mind right now uh zay zay bitcoin zay that's right that's right bitcoin zay so yeah, your brother might be over there here very soon um, just to, again, lay out the podcast and everything that I've just described to you guys right now. I'm going to go over there and make sure that they understand what's going on over here. OK, so now into uh, today's subject matter, man. What do y'all want to what do y'all want to hear about? <laughs> do y'all want to hear about how the price is going down? Is that still something that affects your brain? I think we should talk about it. I think we should talk about it. So I've always had a certain mentality and I, I, I'm, other brothers can attest to this uh, concerning how I've maintained my mind state in the Bitcoin world. So, um... First and foremost, as long as Bitcoin isn't broken, all is well. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. The moment that Bitcoin breaks, I lose everything. I'm all the way in on the Bitcoin. I'm talking about economically, I really don't have anything. I do, but like it's a small amount of my wealth in this material world, right? I'm talking about like I own land and the fixtures and whatever it is I got going on the land, you know, I own some furniture, you know, a vehicle, but by far 
by far. My economics is is bound, you know what I'm saying, and secured by the Bitcoin miners. Right? Bound and secured by all of the nodes, the, the, the decentralized nodes that are across the planet maintaining the Bitcoin ledger. Right? All those ledgers say, I got money. <laughs> if Bitcoin breaks, the miners, the ledgers, right? If Bitcoin breaks, I lose everything. You got me? So that's that is uh, when the fear factor picks up for me. The price volatility does not affect me as long as there's still 21 million bitcoins, right? And nobody has found a way to create more bitcoins. Again, the volatility does not bother me. I still have the same amount of Bitcoin from last week, (laughs) right, that I do this week. Except for the fact that I purchased some more Bitcoin, right, because I I acquire Bitcoin weekly. Right, that's like a cultural dynamic that we've been maintaining amongst ourselves. Even before it was popular. Which is not actually a popular. Bitcoin is not popular. Right? Bitcoin is not popular. But. It's safe to say that within the Bitcoin space. The idea of acquiring. Bitcoin incrementally. Is pretty much. A popular idea. We uh, created that idea under the terminology of a Isusu. So again, before this thing became popular as far as uh, recurring purchases, we had created the concept of a Isusu, right? Which it meant that everyone involved was involved with recurring recurring purchases. So I want to I want to say this. I want to say this as I'm as I'm kind of looking at the uh, environment, I've noticed some things, right? I've noticed some things and this is kind of close to my heart, man. I want to be honest with y'all and and kind of express these ideas and share these ideas with you, right? Again, give you some insight into the the Moorish kingdom, right? So. So many people right now are very upset with a particular guy, right? Uh, Elon. Elon Musk is upsetting. um, People feel like he's upsetting the market. Let's put it like that. He has a lot of followers. He is a major influencer. Wow, y'all, I'm getting like so many notifications while I'm recording. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, okay, so back to the point. The the people, right, like we'll say Bitcoiners, are very, very upset on uh, Twitter with Elon Musk, okay? This is where Elon likes to do his thing, right? This is the social media of choice where he is uh, influencing others. Anyway... He's come out recently, and um, I wanna I wanna make sure that at least amongst us, with our with our tribal knowledge, 
uh, we're clear on, on what is actually happening here. What is the dispute? So this guy, Elon Musk, although he has, you know, put his money in Bitcoin and now has even threatened to sell, you know, that treasury amount that he bought in Bitcoin back and going to go all in on Dogecoin. Okay, this is this is the nonsense that he's spewing and he's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants with his companies and his finance. Right. He only needs to, I guess, be beholden to his shareholders or the other owners or whatever he's got going on over there, whatever kind of structure. But his uh, from what I gather, from what I gather, I'm going to tell you all what I gather about where he's coming from. His position is, is fairly clear. Okay, his position is fairly clear. Dogecoin, he believes, is more efficient. He believes it is more efficient for the same reason that the big blockers thought that Bitcoin Cash would be more efficient than Bitcoin. Let's make this clear. Elon Musk is making arguments that the B-cashers with Roger Veer, who was once called the Bitcoin Jesus, right? He was one of the greatest like uh, advocates of Bitcoin. All right. Roger Veer, Bitcoin Jesus, believed that Bitcoin Cash, right? This vision of Bitcoin, his, his comprehension, his vision, his thoughts would be better than the current Bitcoin model. Okay, well, just to help you all differentiate the two, you had a big blocker side and a small blocker side. Okay. And this occurred around the 2017, 2018, if y'all remember. This is when... This is when it became imperative for everyone. It became an imperative if you were a Bitcoiner to run your own node. Because we didn't know which wallets were going to go which, with, with which format. And we needed to have control over that. And this is when it became very apparent on a real world scale. This is why we run Bitcoin nodes today. This is why we run Bitcoin nodes today, because there have been these arguments. Now, we can see where Bitcoin Cash ended up. We can see what has happened uh, when you are overly concerned about a transactional level when it comes to Bitcoin. All right. So I want you guys to know already that experiment has already been tried, not only in the form of a Dogecoin, but in the form of Bcash. It's a failed project. I repeat, Bitcoin Cash is a failed project. Right? Nobody, nobody cares <laughs> at all. They're more apt to use a USD Tether than they are to use Bitcoin Cash. Think about this, family. Think about this. The stable coins get more utility than Bitcoin Cash. But this is what Bitcoin Cash's aim was, was to be a transactional layer coin. 
But what's more likely to be used in this day? Is it Bitcoin Cash or Tethers? It starts to get more obvious, doesn't it? Here's another thing that needs to be understood about Elon Musk and the position that he's taken. You know, he did create PayPal. He did. And the more that you kind of observe that situation, oh, now it makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Now it makes sense. He thinks that. He is going to uh, g- have another go at making another PayPal. <laughs> I guess he's going to make a better version of PayPal. And he's going to do it with Dogecoin. That's what it is. And here's here's again another interesting part about all this. You don't need a blockchain to make PayPal work. You don't need decentralization to make PayPal work. Now what? What's left, people? What's left? What's left after the idea, right? What's left after the idea that you no longer, right? You no longer need a blockchain to make a PayPal. Why would he even mess around with Dogecoin? Why would he even engage with any of that nonsense? So, so, another example of someone that just discovered Bitcoin that doesn't know it much about Bitcoin, thinking that they're going to come in and fix Bitcoin because they're so brilliant. They're so smart and they already know so many different things. This is a case in point. With every new uh, bull run, right, when the price starts to go up, there is a whole wave of people. And these wave of people don't have any background in the space. They come in and uh, they're very easily led astray. And in this particular case, I would say one of the reasons why the price is in the red today is because the majority of the people that are in the space today are new. Right? I I believe we probably doubled up in population. Right? If not more. And I'm talking about between bull runs, right? So the last bull run and then this bull run. I would imagine the population of people in the space has at least doubled. So again, they're going to be following the most influential people in this space. Elon Musk, right? (laughs) He's definitely going to be up in the top with regards to influence for the simple fact that he's one of the richest people. He's got some of the most, um, he's got some of the most popular companies, most, most progressive companies. So, you know, the people are definitely falling victim, right? Because this guy is uh, promoting Dogecoin. Right? He's promoting Dogecoin. So this is interesting because, you know, normally we like to uh, bag on um, Ethereum, 
You know what I'm saying? And all of the trash associated with Ethereum. And what's funny is there's a connection. (laughs) I don't know if Elon is aware of this, but they're already trying to create a Doge killer on Ethereum. I know people that are already engaged with that. They actually, I don't know if they believe in the technology part, if the, the development part, but this just goes to show you, man, like how much this space, you know, if you don't have any focus, it can really just kind of have you gone. You know what I'm saying? What do I mean? You know how I initially started our podcast today and I was talking about that obelisk? Yo, without an obelisk, right, where the people can gather around, they're going to be blowing to and fro, right? They're going to get lost on the land. This becomes like our landmark where we can all be like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We all kind of gather around right here and we can always gather like the people won't get lost. Because, you know, if we don't have a meeting place, just think about this. If there's no central landmark, no central meeting location, then what happens is is the people begin to wander around. The longer that they wander around, the less likely they're able to get back to that starting point where everyone started off at. And, and, and the start off point is basically the unity point. See, see, I'm trying to make that connection between, you know, the importance one of Bitcoin as like the anchor. And then I'm, of course, equating that with the podcast and the way that we kind of gather around the podcast as our anchor. You see what I'm saying? And with that anchor, right, Operation Mooring, with that anchor, right, no matter how the wind is blowing, right, our ship is still relatively stable. And that's how we, that's how we do, especially in a time like this. Especially in a time like this, where the market is in the red, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of what we call FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So, okay, that's what I got for you today, family. I'll be back at you tomorrow. Peace.